Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I have a listener question that I'm going to answer. And they had a number of things they were interested in hearing about, meds, food, PTSD, and negativity. So let's just jump right in with the listener's question. Hello, I've been suffering from this since 2008, and recently, with the coronavirus, this has spiraled out of control. I went to my doctor, and she tried three different medications before one actually worked, but then I stopped taking it because I noticed that something wasn't really a big deal, but the medication like got me to notice it more and pay attention to it, and that just made it worse, so I quit that. Is there any connection with food and what not to eat or drink? Is PTSD the same as anxiety? I also have a hard time shifting my focus from what I notice to something positive and forgetting about it. I have been told my set by several of my family members that I am a negative person, like always have to think of the worst case scenario immediately. Any recommendations? Thank you so much for sending that question in. I really love when you guys can put it on paper and say, this is what's bothering me. And we can take a moment here and there to answer these in a question and answer form. So first off today, after I read that listener's question, I wanted to start off with a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. that says, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. And the reason I thought of that was because often there are people around us telling us we should be doing things differently, or we're not doing things fast enough, or we're doing things negatively. We try medications, it, one didn't work, and we try another, right? There was a lot of that in this question. And the important thing is, start where you are. And if you can't fly, 
then run, and so forth on the way down, even if it comes down to crawling. But keep moving forward. You can do this, and you can do it at your own speed. That's okay. It may not make any sense to the people around you, but as long as you are keeping moving forward and in the direction toward your health, you are doing a good job. So, I also wanted to point out to the listener and any of you having some of these kinds of concerns, some prior episodes that I had that these questions brought up for me. So episode number 602 is on stress, anxiety, and depression when we're dealing with uncertainty. And that sounds like this might be helpful to you, listener. Episode number 700 is loneliness, COVID, and health anxiety. Episode 609 has four ways you are being awesome, not a victim, in the COVID-19 crisis. That might be helpful because it seems like COVID sent you a little bit for a loop. And uh, some of the older episodes in 358 is Gratitude as a Healing Salve. And that's a wonderful episode if you are not using gratitude in your daily life yet. I have three others that I pulled out and I'll put those in the show notes. I don't need to spend any more time. Uh, reading the titles to you. But what I'm, my point is here that there are a lot of old episodes that can really serve you. So if you're struggling and, you know, you're not, you don't have a new show coming out until, you know, Wednesday or Sunday, depending where you are in the week, just go look through the episode listing and find one that really feels like it might speak to you and listen to that. We have so many episodes there for you to enjoy. Have you tried One Skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Many people have experienced the anxiety crisis in light of this coronavirus pandemic, for sure. And now that we're seeing some light at the end of the tunnel, as far as the coronavirus is concerned, many of us will come out of this heightened anxiety state. But 
There are many who will not just flip it like a switch, right? And come out of the anxiety spiral. As the listener put it in her question, medications can help for some, but sometimes and very often from where I am at and the people I work with, medications present a whole new can of worms and can often make the situation change. It can make it more difficult because you have something new to deal with. And this is both anxiety and other health conditions. Medications bring their own set of other things we have to watch out for or take care of. So just keep that in mind. It's not like a free get out of jail free card. It's just something that's trying to help you. And just like the listener stated, many, many medications were tried and they didn't work. That is a lot of stress and strain on us to be put on something. Our body's trying to adjust to it. So so be be kind to yourself as you are trying to do these things. Um, and don't be hard on yourself if you can't find something that works for you. These are drugs. They are not something that is one size fits all. And I hope if you do have medications for your anxiety or your depression in your life that you don't let go of your lifestyle changes and your own self-healing tools and, and tool belt because the drug is not going to change your life for you, right? You have to do that for yourself. So please don't let go of the things that we talk about here and the changes that you can so easily make in your own life with or without medications. Everything we talk about here can be done with or without medication. I try to keep that clear. Short of any supplements, of course, then you would always want to check with your psychiatric prescribing physician on that. So back to our listener's question. The um, question the listener had, oh, they were wondering if there is a connection between what they eat and drink and the way that they feel and the anxiety that they are experiencing. So this could be in relation to some of the medications that we were, they were taking. I'm not clear on that from this question. But if so, all medication questions should be raised with your prescribing physician. Again, that is because they are in charge of these medicines that they are having you take. So Whenever you start taking a new medication and you have some things that change, that should be a heads up. You have to keep note of that. And either when you go in to see the physician again or actually make a call into their office and and really do discuss that with them. This is your body, your health, and you need to be in in control of, of what is being reported. They don't know if you don't tell them. Apart from the medication, most certainly what we eat and drink affects how we think and feel and our anxiety levels. If you suffer from anxiety, you really have to avoid chocolate and caffeine and other stimulating foods and beverages. I can't stress this enough. It is something that I get a little pushback on, and I understand. You know, some people can have a little bit of caffeine, and it does not bother them. That's awesome. But if you are experiencing high levels of anxiety or daily anxiety, and you have daily caffeine, 
there's probably a connection there. And also another thing that happens is the never ending kind of anxious feeling. When you let go of caffeine, you can really start to break that endless kind of looming anxiety, that that dread that just feels like it's always there. Because caffeine has a very long uh, half-life. It's about 12 hours. And so if you have a cup of coffee uh, or energy drink or whatever your caffeine choice is to have at one in the afternoon, you still have you know, you got one o'clock in the morning, you're still dealing with the caffeine. This is not a good plan. (laughs) This is a big reason why we can't sleep, why we can't relax, why we feel jittery inside, or why we feel like those stress hormones are always on. Caffeine, and there's a little bit of caffeine in chocolate, but chocolate also has uh, other many other constituents in it that uh, act on our heart. And, you know, another it's another ball of wax that I won't get into today, but it's a good thing to let go of if you are having any anxiety or you have any stuff around how your heart beats. Letting go of the chocolate would be a good thing to do. The other thing to let go of is the alcohol. I know that counterintuitively, alcohol can make anxiety much worse. We feel like we are relaxed when we have alcohol, but we really have a price to pay for that relaxation afterwards. And so even in moderate doses, alcohol should also be eliminated as you are coming out of this anxiety panic wormhole. You can make choices later in your life. I think I was caffeine free for 10 or 12 years. Like I had decaf. There's probably, there is a little sprinkling of caffeine and decaf, but I was a regular caffeine drinker uh, and I gave it up for, like I said, 10 or 12 years. And now if I do have it, I actually can notice the caffeine now. And I was on it again, you know, you go on, go off. But now I do notice the caffeine much more now than I would have way back in the day when I was struggling because I just thought that's how I was always feeling, this uh, jaggedy kind of feeling. So let it go. The caffeine is not your friend. And you can live without it. I think I, I didn't have alcohol for a really long time, too, probably the same length of time. And even now, I imbibe occasionally. And when you are away from these things for a long time, you really notice how they make you feel. And the next day kind of feeling or how long the caffeine might stay in your system. So it might be a fun thing for you to try to go off of these things long enough so that if you reintroduce them, you can actually feel the difference. High sugar foods is another one that we can tackle. I know everybody hears this, that you should give up processed foods, processed sugar, but the high sugar foods can cause disruptive blood sugar swings that can have detrimental impact on our mood and our mental functioning. And I cannot stress enough that when your blood sugar is dropping rapidly, which was my case, I had really easy high blood sugar, and then it would drop dramatically. And during those drops, 
your stress hormones are called upon to bring your blood sugar back up again, because when it's dropping, it's dropping too fast and too far, and your body's looking for homeostasis. So how does it get there? It releases stress hormones to push the blood sugar back up again. Just what we need, right? more stress hormones. So I cannot stress enough that you need to get rid of the high sugar and um, processed foods because there's a lot of sugar and things you would be surprised about. Try to eat a high fiber diet, something that is low in the refined and processed foods. Now, Add fruits and vegetables to your diet if they're not already there or if they're there in low amounts. Really add these in. I know you hear these things all the time, and often people will send a question and they want to know some magical thing to stay away from or some magical thing to add, but we can't do those things until we have cleaned up the really big base that, you know, we really want to pay attention to our structure here. And if we don't want to build this on sand, so pay attention to the basics, get rid of the processed foods, the alcohol, the caffeine, the sugar, and add in fruits and vegetables and high fiber grains, whole foods, right? The closer to the earth it is, the better it is for you. So the listener wonders if anxiety and PTSD are the same thing. They're often quite related. Traumatic experience can unlock and set into motion anxiety and severe anxiety or panic attacks can carry with them a trauma severe enough to mimic PTSD symptoms over time. Without knowing more about the listener, it's hard to guess about any past trauma that she may have experienced. Certainly, the coronavirus scare throughout the world in 2020 and 2021 has been traumatic for many and may even be implicated in causing PTSD or PTSD-like symptoms. So the listener describes having a problem with shifting focus from negative factors in the environment to more positive areas of thought, right? This is understandable and something that anxiety sufferers frequently struggle with. We are naturally inclined to take notice of the threats in our environment, and the people around you may not like that you do that. I get it. And this is to help protect our lives and the well-being of ourselves and those near and dear ones. This is known as the negativity bias. We are designed to be able to pick up on threats throughout our sensory apparatus and to focus on these threats until they are neutralized. Unfortunately, in today's world, the environment is full of threats and stress. So much of it is absolutely beyond our control. We need to learn how to accept the presence of distant threats we cannot change in our lives and also to be able to remember all the blessings and benevolent things we have in our lives. This is where gratitude comes in. And a key gratitude stimulating tool is the gratitude journal. You've heard me speak of it so many times. Maybe today's the day to start. Thanks for doing the hard work and keeping yourself moving forward one step at a time. I appreciate all of you. And now for today's quote. 
Every moment is a fresh beginning. And that's from T.S. Eliot. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.